The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Block Set Review, your Lego set and sometimes maybe knockoff brand set reviews. I just finished building a set and I wanted to put out a review. I think this is going to be a quicker one, but I also thought that last time, so you never know. My goal is whenever I, uh, I build a substantially sized set, I want to put out a review as soon as possible. Just... Um, if I can remember anything specific from the build I want to mention. That being said, there's a lot of sets I've had built for a long time that I'm kind of itching to review some of them. So I may not always review a set just after I've built it. But eh, the build is part of the fun and so I like to remember as much of that as I can. Although, if you build Lego sets, you know to experience that fun, you just have to do it yourself. But hey, if you enjoy hearing about Lego sets and don't really care about any of the other stuff surrounding Lego. You just want to hear about the sets, whether they're new, old, retired, or something you can just get if you walk in the store today. You've come to the right place. Block Set Review, which you already know because you clicked on the name of the podcast. Today, I'm reviewing a set I just finished building five minutes ago. It is set number 79018, The Lonely Mountain. 79018, The Lonely Mountain, is an 866-piece set, released, I believe, as the last Hobbit set. Of course, when the Hobbit movies came out, LEGO released a couple waves of sets. Um, I do have all of them. I've not built all of them. I like to spread them out. I save them, Um, which I've done quite a bit because I bought these years ago, all of them. Uh, of course, unfortunately, all the Hobbit sets are retired. Um, so this is not necessarily a buying guide video, you know, because any set that ret- is retired, you're going to probably be spending a little extra on it. But, hey, if you just enjoy hearing about the set, maybe you already have it. Or maybe this is going to make you want it. In that case, I guess maybe I'm sorry if you don't have the money for it. <laughs> but the Hobbit movies came out in 2012, and that's when LEGO started releasing the sets. Pretty sure this set came out in 2014, and like I said, I'm pretty sure it was the last one. Um, it actually says the Hobbit Battle of Five Armies on the box because this scene is from the final movie in the trilogy, the Battle of Five Armies. It's called the Lonely Mountain, and it's of course set in the the forge, the Dwarf Forge in the Lonely Mountain. It's um, it's actually a set that kind of combines multiple scenes that happened uh, in the movie because it's basically the Dwarven Forge with, you know, where they melt down the gold um, and, and, to, and try to, to basically throw the gold, the melted down molten gold, throw it at Smog the Dragon. And, and I'm completely unconfident that I'm saying that the way most people want it said. I know Smaug, I believe, is actually maybe more correct. 
I prefer smog. And when you're reading the books, you can say it however you want to. Um, so I'm going to say smog. The dragon. They're trying to attack him with the gold. So you got the you got a lot of golden colored pieces in the set. You have, um, you know, the the forge itself and the flowing gold. Uh, a working winch to lower down the gold. It represents that scene where there's the Dwarven Forge. Also, sort of the right side of the set is the throne. The the throne of the Dwarf King. And the Arkenstone itself is included in the set. Well, a Lego plastic version of it. So it sort of represents both those scenes. Also, there's sort of a little separate pile of gold that I believe is more to represent the scene where Bilbo is going to face the great dragon to get the Arkenstone for Thorin. So you can sort of do that scene separately where Bilbo is, you know, having uh, the conversation with Smog, and before they start attacking him with the Dwarven Forge. Um, so it includes what you could recreate, you know, different scenes. Um, this is an interesting set, I'll say straight up, because it's not quite a... It's sort of a mix between a play set and a display piece. Um, I think it's definitely meant to look good when it's finished. And when I say a play set, I'm talking about something that's just designed to have fun and play with, where they don't really consider display value. This one, I think, is is both considering display value and looking good when it's done, but also it's it's sort of a playset. It's not like a single building or a single structure. And I just want to say straight up, um, I do have... I, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan and a huge Hobbit fan. Um, and I have all the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit sets. And the Hobbit sets... I've kind of put off, like I said, kind of put them off for rainy day, but also honestly just was never ex as excited as a whole about the Hobbit line from Lego compared to the Lord of the Rings. And I guess it's partly, I guess maybe the movie's fault or even the books, but as far as there's just not that many like structures, like complete buildings, the, which are the kind of things I really like in Lego sets. Things that look at least sort of complete, I enjoy that. Um, for example, in the Lord of the Rings line, you have Helm's Deep, which is just awesome. I mean, it's it's an open-backed castle, but it's like a it's it's a keep, it's a castle, it's it's it looks good, like a complete structure when it's built. And then, of course, you have the amazing Tower of Orthanc, which is just um, a huge, awesome, complete set. But even like the smaller ones, like Weathertop, when Weathertop is built, it feels complete. It's this little, I mean, yeah, it's, it's small, but it feels complete. Um, but uh, uh, Minds of Moria, even, you know, even though Minds of Moria is very much a playset, when it's done, it kind of feels like, yeah, that's, that's the cave troll scene from the Minds of Moria. That makes sense. With the Hobbit sets, at first a glance, I feel like too many of them are just like broken down rocks, broken down ruins, broken down this or that. Um, I feel like too many of them don't feel complete. But um, I think what I'm finding is the longer I, the, that I have them and 
and now having built this one, I think I see what they were going for. Because the thing is, especially in the Hobbit movies, they weren't going around a lot of homes, you know, a lot of completed things. Um, except for Bag End, which, uh, spoiler alert, if I ever, re- ever review that set, uh, absolutely adore it. Um, it is, it, it redeems the whole Hobbit line, honestly, of Lego sets. It's so good. But, anyways, back to this set. When it was all done, um, I, I kind of decided, you know, it's, it is sort of a playset. I mean, it's not like Bag Inn, which is a completed building that looks complete when you look at it. This is definitely just a part of a scene. Like, there's no way they're going to include the whole Dwarven Forge and the throne room and the piles and piles of gold, you know. But it's enough to get the idea across. And honestly, it's enough to look good. It's enough to look good and enough to play with if, if you're a kid or a kid at heart. Um, but, of course, I've alluded to it. There's really two main parts to this set. There's the building part that makes up most of the 866 pieces the set comes with. But then there's the dragon, the great and mighty Smog. He is a big part of the set. And um, he just sort of almost stands alone in Lego sets. And just his size... Now, this is uh, the second big, like, molded dragon that I know of that LEGO's come out with. The the newer castle thing they came out with not too long before the Hobbit sets came out, I think. I don't know exactly. 2010, 2011? I can't remember. It wasn't that long ago when they last did the castle thing, which I miss so much. I wish they would just keep the castle thing going all the time. But that dragon that came with one of those sets was pretty cool. It was a red dragon. Smog just makes him look positively cartoony and small by comparison. Smog is a is a, a deep red color, very appropriate to the way he's presented in the movies, because these are based on the movies. Um he just looks fierce. His head is scary enough looking. I mean, maybe not quite as terrifying as he came across in the movies, but pretty darn close. Um and he's mostly just a molded plastic action figure. There's not a lot of Lego building to this creature. I'm wanting to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like nine, ten, ten-ish pieces just to the main bulk of his building. But then you do have some claws, you have some talons, some spikes coming off his back. You know, those are all separate pieces. There's a small section on his back that you build up. But mostly, he's, he's, I mean, honestly, he's probably 25 pieces, 30 pieces, including even the talons and everything. So not a lot of pieces for a figure that is, um, if you'll excuse the noise, I'll actually get off the tape measure. Let's see here. This is probably recorded somewhere online, but let's see. We're looking at, good lord, from tail to flame... 19 inches, something like that, from the tip of his tail to to his flame coming out of his mouth, about 19 inches. A big figure. Um, he's very poseable. His legs, his legs are just moved back and forth, so you can he can be crouching down. You know, he can be back on his his hinds. His tail is actually three different segments, so there's a fair bit of maneuverability, maneuverability there. 
His jaw opens and closes. A huge, impressive flame comes out of his mouth. His neck swivels. So you can pretty much be in any position um, that you want him to be as far as his head, his neck. His main body is just one big chunk, you know, but there's no reason for that to be maneuverable. By far, though, my favorite part about this, um, this giant figure, <laughs> is his wings. Uh, he's plastic, like you would expect from Lego, except his wings are this rubber. And they just look and feel so good. They look they look like they should, and they feel very durable. Um, I thought kids could play with this and not destroy it, you know, within reason. And his wings, not only are they on ball joints, so they can be positioned in any position, really, but the wings themselves fold. They fold in like a, you know those Japanese paper fans? They fold like that. And so he can have his wings tucked in beside him. Um, it's, it's fantastic. The wings are just fantastic. You can easily put him in a flying position, in a crouched position. Um, the wings really sell it and puts him, frankly, above any dragon Legos ever done. I'm going to say for my money, much like in the Hobbit movies, no matter what your opinion was, I know opinion varies wildly on the movies. Um, uh, my opinion is they did the key scenes from the book, like the scenes you really wanted them to get right. I feel like they did get right. There are some things added I don't think need to be added, but the things they did get right, I think they nailed. And I think that includes the Mighty Dragon. And I feel like the Lego version of Smog is equally impressive. Very cool. He is fairly lightweight. I mean, he doesn't need to be heavy. Um, I guess his main body is just hollow plastic. But he feels durable. He looks great. Um, yeah. I won't say he's the most Lego-looking thing ever. I mean, there's not a lot of... Like I said, there's not a lot of Lego pieces on him. I, I think if you showed this to someone who didn't know about the Lego Hobbit sets, they wouldn't think Lego. They would think, oh, that's a cool smog. Um, or just a cool dragon if they don't know the Hobbit. But regardless, it looks great. Also, there's printing on his belly. Printing on his belly on uh, with the scales... Um, look great. His legs have printing on them. Um, yeah. Really no complaints about the dragon. And there's a good thing the dragon's so impressive when it comes to value of the set, and I'll get to that, uh, shortly. But, moving on from the dragon, what about the set itself? Because like I said, when I first saw this set, um, and I don't think I said this, this set retailed for one twenty nine ninety nine, And I want to talk about that more at the end of the review, but one twenty nine ninety nine, and I knew a big part of what you're paying. A big part of what you're paying for is the dragon, but at the end of the day, it's a hundred thirty dollar Lego set. You know, back when it came out, obviously it's going to be more now because it's out of print. But we'll get to that as well. Hundred thirty bucks. Um, I still want there to be an impressive set besides the dragon, but for some reason, every time I saw the set, including the box which I'm looking at right now, the dragon is front and center. And nothing else really stands out that much from from the box, and even from like some uh, official product images. But I have to say, the set once it's built is handsome. I think handsome is the word I'll use. It is a very very good looking set. The reasons for that are trifold. The first two are simple: the emerald green color they chose to use for a majority of the bricks. I think it's emerald green. I might have that wrong. 
but it fits it fits the the lonely mountain it fits the the scene and it just looks good in lego second is the gold the gold colored lego there's a lot of it probably more than any other set i can think of and it looks good because again this is the dwarven forge and and smog's pile of gold it just looks good the third reason the build itself looks good though is it's just got a very significant amount of detail in a small space like they it is not a big when you see it's a 130 dollar set especially when you take smog out of the picture you kind of think wow there's it's not very big but because of that they were able to put more detail into every area so uh i'll start with the throne room side which is you actually build this in two parts um six numbered bags but for the whole set but the sort of the right part and the left part of the the scene are built separately and they hook together actually like a modular building and then they can swivel which i'm going to say that's pretty cool you can flatten out the scene or you can maybe smush it together a little bit and i think it does look better and i think it's meant to be uh kind of folded in on itself a little bit it just kind of creates more of a scene it looks more complete that way um but the throne room side you've got uh the emerald green steps leading up to a platform and then on the platform is a very nice looking throne um which of course thorin who is not in this set, by the way, so you probably want to get at least one other set that has him in it. Uh, I'll go over the minifigure shortly. But his throne is there. And there are stickers on the throne itself to give detail, but they do look good. They're not too tricky to apply. Everyone, I think, prefers print over stickers, but these aren't too bad. And they look good once they're on. The Arkenstone... Um, I have it actually on the throne itself. You can actually hide it uh, in the set. There's actually a spot for it behind the set. But I have it currently on the throne. It's meant to go there um, once it's been found, you know, once once Bilbo actually finds it. Um, and on each side of the throne, there are these pillars, these impressive-looking pillars, which I'm going to say that's, that's one part that was fun to build. This set didn't have any tricky building techniques but it actually felt kind of old school like i built a lot of you know like the roller coaster and the modular buildings they have a lot of pieces a lot of uh parts where you just have to really pay close attention this set for how good the final build looks had a lot of just stacking blocks on top of blocks kind of like you know you grew up playing with lego the main thing you're doing is stacking blocks on top of blocks i know it sounds weird but this set had a lot of that you know, quite a bit of it. But then you go back and add detail and it looks really good. It doesn't look childish. You know, more than a Lego set should. An 8 to 14 Lego set. Um, but yeah, these pillars on both sides look good. Um, there is an action feature on this side of the building. You press a lever, which is completely hidden. There are no action features that have gaudy knobs or anything that you can see from the front anyways. You push the lever on the back, and the stairs actually fly out, and there's gold. There's gold hidden under there. Um, I don't really think that replicates anything for the movie. Maybe. I can't remember. Uh, it's just an excuse to have an action feature, but it looks completely finished and built when you're looking at it from the front, so it doesn't hurt anything, and it works really well. Um, 
And other than that, there's really not much on the back side. You can see where the gold is hidden, but there's really nothing else on the back side of this part of the building. Um, it's finished off with more gold accents, more gold pieces on the top, and one more sticker that's uh, just a, a very ornate looking detail. There, I was just going to say there are very few stickers in the set for the size of set. In fact, I have the spent sticker sheet where I just finished it. One, two, three, four, five. Five stickers. None of them very big. None of them go over multiple parts, thank goodness. I think that's something Lego tries not to ever do anymore. Where you have to cover multiple bricks with a single sticker. Uh, I, I think, in fact, it's in their policy not to do that. Um, at least now, anymore. So yeah, five stickers. Um, not bad at all. They all look good. They're, they're well placed. Um, then you move on to the left, past the throne room, and you have a lava flow. Not lava flow. What am I saying? The gold flow. And this represents the part of the gold forge where the stream of gold is actually flowing out. And it looks really good. It looks good and it does lift up. Uh, no, there's nothing really under there, but you can hide something under there if you want to. It's just a gold flow. Looks good. And that brings you over to the left side where you have the forge. The the gold forge. And you have several things going on here. Lots and lots of gold just building it all up. You have um, down at the bottom a weapons forge. You have an anvil. You have a hammer. An axe. You have some armor and a helmet. Really good looking shiny armor. Um, where they beat out weapons, you know beat out weapons. I'm sure that's not the correct way to put it, but you know, that's where the weapons are made. Um, over to the left of where that is, you have a ladder, which leads up to the next level. And to the right, you actually have a hidden passageway, um, which is a door. And this is probably representing something specifically from the books and or movie, but it's honestly been so long since I've seen this one that I don't remember. Um, but there's some writing, above the doorway here and that's where two of the other stickers are actually used this writing is, uh, takes up two bricks um, and that door just leads behind the set but if you go up the ladder you have a pretty impressive fairly large um, uh, I, I can't remember what the actual word for it is it's something they actually used in the movie to basically launch the molten gold uh, it's a cauldron of sorts to launch the gold at Smog, and it comes with several golden pieces in there, uh, like, like these dome pieces. I'm not sure what the title for that piece is, but it's a, a dome-shaped piece, like a half dome. And you can launch those at Smog, and uh, they launch pretty far. They bounce around the table. Here, I'll go and do that, so you can hear that satisfying sound. Oh no, I just knocked over Bilbo. Oh, poor Bilbo got taken out by the gold. Anyways, you got a little platform there for some figures, a barrel with an axe in it. One more ladder, which goes up. Um, I guess the point of this other ladder is to work the winch. There's a working winch, which is actually one of the coolest parts about the build, that this, uh, this wheel with a bucket on it and a chain that you can lower and raise gold um, feels pretty authentic to that part of the movie. And it can slide back and forth across the whole left side of the set. And so that is pretty cool. And you can turn the wheel in the back to actually lower the bucket all the way down to the ground, load it up, bring it back up, 
you could put one of the drawers in there if you wanted to. Um, it, it's pretty cool, very functional, sturdy build. And I like that it slides um, across the whole top part of the set. That's a pretty nifty thing. Um, and that was a pretty fun build too because I'm like, what am I doing here? This doesn't really... Why is this on the back side of this winch? And you're just making a, basically a a slot so you can slide it onto the top of the set. And then it'll... And then you put a brick on each side of the top of the set so it can slide and not come off. Pretty simple, but it's pretty cool. Um, and that's pretty much the forge part of the set. Now, if you turn it around, there is a cove, a spot with a pile of, a small pile of gems, and that's where the Arkenstone is hidden. If you don't take it out and put it on the throne. And that there's not a lot behind this set. This is not... I guess if you think of it purely as a play set, that might be a little disappointing. There's room to hide some figures in, um, some people call them the big ugly rock pieces because they're a rock piece that's just one solid piece. There are a couple of those in this set that are just one big rock piece. Um, but they're very well hidden because they put details on them, gold wedges, the cheese wedges. They're built up enough. You don't think about it being full of these big pieces. Although I will say that might affect the cost somewhat. There are actually some fairly large pieces in the set. Um, but there's enough detail, enough small pieces that it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel too childish. Like it's, it feels like 8 to 14 is definitely, you know, a 14 year old could, could build this and still have, I don't know if challenge is the right word, but be entertained, I think. I mean, I'm an adult and I was completely entertained. <laughs> I'm in my mid 30s. And I was completely entertained, so there you go. Uh, but there's not a lot behind the set. There's places to hide many figures and the Arkenstone, and that's about it. There is one more part to the build, and that is a pile of gold. And actually, as simple as this was, pull this over here. This was actually a fun build. It's a base of gold that you hide a sword and a goblet in. I love these green Lego goblets. They've certainly been used in other sets, but I love them. I guess a wine glass, however you want to put it. But then there's another top part to this pile of gold that has three gems in it. A blue, green, and a red gem. So there's two hidden compartments in this one pile of gold. Um, this just feels very appropriate for this set. Um, but that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, you got Smog. Then you got the build, which is built in two parts. But it's basically the Dwarven Forge and the Throne Room. Um... The action features are, well, there's hidden gems in the pile of gold. There's the launching cauldron of gold. There's the hidden door. And the steps that um, you can knock out to reveal more gold. And then the winch that not only moves back and forth, but also lowers and raises. So actually, there's more action features than you would think in this set. And then I was honestly thinking, until I just said it out loud... Because they are they just feel natural. That's the thing. that The action features in the set feel like... Well, they are natural. That's what was in this scene. Except for the stairs. I don't remember that. But all the rest of these action features totally, I think, were in this these scenes. So that makes sense. Um, so that's cool. And for me as an adult, most importantly, and surprisingly, I'll even say, it just looks good when it's built. It looks good. The colors are awesome. The stickers are used very sparingly, but look really good. 
The gold accents are awesome. The play features are neat because they move, but they look good when they're built. Um, the build itself just looks good. I already knew the dragon was going to look good. Oops, just knocked him over. I knew the dragon was going to look good. I didn't know so much about the rest of the set, honestly. Um, but it does look good. So, as I get to my final opinion, though, that brings brings it all to a close. Oh, and before I do that, let me go over the minifigures. I'll, you can tell I'm more interested in the build than the minifigures usually, but I, I love The Hobbit, so um, I care about the minifigures, so I should go over them at least. You have, well, Smog is not a minifigure, but they're Smog. And then there's Philly, Killy, Dwalin, Balin, and Bilbo Baggins. And one thing that stands out about this set, well, two things about the minifigures. First of all, there's no uh, Thor and Oakenshield. Um, so, again, I think I mentioned this earlier. You're probably going to get, which there's some smaller sets that have him. I, I, I feel like most of the other Hobbit sets, honestly, have him in it. You kind of have to. Not all, but I feel like most of the other ones do. Um, so, I mean, this set is more about the dwarves battling the dragon with the molt, with a molten gold and also about Bilbo, you know, speaking to him and getting the Arkenstone. Um, but since you do have the throne, you're going to kind of want the Thorin, I would think. Um, but I understand, I guess, why they didn't include him because they don't want to include every dwarf with every set. A, to make money and B, just, you know, you don't want five copies necessarily of the same figure. But you do have Bilbo. Um, the thing is, though, the other thing is all these figures are technically exclusive to this set. Um, you know, I guess they want <laughs> they wanted people to be willing to put down $130 for this. So I don't think any of the figures, and I might be wrong about this, I'm not sure if any of them, the actual characters are exclusive, but the version in this set is exclusive to this set. For example, Balin looks different than he does in the Bag End set, the Unexpected unexpected Gathering set. Um, he doesn't have his cape. You know, he's he looks like he did at this point in the movies. And the same thing with Killy and Philly and and uh, Dwalin. They all look, they're dressed, and Bilbo as well. Bilbo is actually exclusive to the set in this attire. It's his dark blue coat. And I'll just go and say, all the figures look good. I love this green axe that um, Balin has, or not Balin, Dwalin. I I just love the way the Balin figure looks. I think he looks so much like he did in the movies with the white beard and this whole white headpiece. It's got the hair and the beard and everything. He's got his club. Um, Bilbo has Sting and, of course, a ring. You're going to have so many of these rings if you buy a lot of these sets. Um, Killy and Philly have swords. They all look really good. And in fact, that's one thing. Even though overall, I think I do like the Lord of the Rings sets better than the Hobbit ones they released. They nailed the minifigures. Actually, in both those things. They're just so good. So, yep. Five minifigures. Technically, all exclusive to the set because of the the attire they're wearing. And, um, and then Smog himself. So, now to get to the final opinion. When this set came out, 
I'm pretty sure not only was it the last Hobbit set, it might be the last Hobbit set that I bought. Because when I saw, wait a minute, 866 pieces, $130. Lego's a premium toy. It's expensive anyways. But that just felt really, really off the mark to me. Um, And even with it being a license set, you know, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Marvel, you're going to be paying more for those for basically the same number of comparable bricks. You're going to be paying more because Lego has to pay the licensing fees. You know, with a Ninjago set, there are no licensing fees for Lego. That's their property. That is different, obviously, with The Hobbit. But even that being said, it's like, wow, 130? Um, and like I said, when I saw pictures, I just wasn't super impressed with the build itself. And I thought, you know, maybe are they, I don't know, allowing too much for the dragon figure? I wasn't really sure. So having built it now, how do I feel about that? I have two opinions. First of all, the set, the dragon looks even better than I thought he would. Even more poseable than I thought he'd be. Totally awesome. Totally, totally awesome. No doubt about that. The set itself looks better than I thought it would. It really looks good. Would I still prefer, well, for example, the Bag End set, Unexpected Gathering? Yes, I still prefer the look of that because it feels complete and this feels more like a scene. I would compare this most, as far as Lord of the Rings sets, if I was going to compare it to one of those sets, I would totally compare this to the Minds of Moria set. Because that's another set that is more of a play set. It's very open. There's no complete structures to it. But once I build it, I actually love the Minds of Moria set from Lego. This one... Also like quite a lot. Um, the difference is the Minds of Moria set retailed, I think, for $80. And it included Cave Troll, which was very impressive. Nowhere near as big or as impressive as Smog. I'm not saying that. But still, when I look at the sets themselves, I don't know. I guess probably, if I'm being honest, the this set... <coughs> excuse me. This set, the Lonely Mountain is more detailed than the Minds of Moria, the actual build itself. So I guess, I don't know. A point I'm making, there are some bigger pieces in this set, and you can't just go by price per part ratio. That's silliness, I know, but still $130 for 866 pieces. It felt overpriced at the time, and I remember specifically, I waited to find a better price on this one. And I think I about waited too long because I couldn't really find any good deals on it. Except I found one that was a very beat up box. And my box is very beat up. I'd prefer it not be, but the set was new when I built it, so I'm okay with it. And I think I paid like 110 I don't think I did. I know I did because the receipt's still in the box. Um, basically, it was, a, it was a beat up box, so I got a discount. Um... And of course now this is sort of irrelevant because it's retired and it costs a lot more than 130 but I'm just trying to think when this set came out. Basically what you're looking at when I'm looking at the set itself, the build, the forge, the throne room, the pile of gold, the five minifigures, take the dragon out of it. What do I think the set would sell for? And if I'm being very generous to Lego, very generous, I think $100 would be, without the dragon would be a premium for this set. I feel like a more fair price without the dragon again would probably be $90. 
Um, and even that's higher than I thought I was going to say. But like I said, when I build it, it's just got a lot of detail to it. A set doesn't have to be huge and expansive to be worth more. It's It comes down to density of detail as much as anything. I don't know, though. I would even go maybe $80, $90 for just the set itself. But the set costs 130 So that means, okay, we'll go 90 We'll go 90 I think that's probably fair. Logo's expensive. This is a Hobbit license. $90 for just the set with the five action figures, uh, minifigures, I think feels probably about what Lego would charge, maybe. Because, I mean, you know, when you compare this to, um, well, even the Minds of Moria set, which was an $80 set, I think the actual building is, is more extensive in this one. Um, by a little bit, anyway. So, if that was an $80 set, yeah, $90. So does that mean the dragon adds $40 to the cost of the set? He's very impressive, but that is an expensive toy. $40 for just the dragon? Uh, see, so so what I'm coming down to here is I do think the set felt... I don't know what Lego had in the set compared to other sets, but it feels like it was still about $15 too much to me. I feel like... I mean, the dragon's impressive, but I feel like $30 for the dragon would be a premium. So if you're saying $30 for the dragon, which feels like a lot to me, but even if you say that, um, that's leaving $100 for the set itself, which feels a little bit much to me. So I don't think the shit set should have been $100, because with the dragon, I think it's it was worth more than that. As far as Lego goes, you know, which is, you know, it's already expensive. But I think maybe 110 would have been fair. Which is kind of an odd price, but 130 just feels, I don't know, I feel like it was a little bit overpriced when it came out. 120 should have been like, it would have been a premium for this set. I feel like 130 is a good 10 to $15 overpriced. But, it does look really good, so I'm not sad I got it, you know. And even if I paid the full 130 I don't think I would have been sad I got it. I still just would have felt it was overpriced. But I love the theme, so it was kind of a no-brainer. So, but, let's say you didn't get it back in the day, which wasn't that long ago, about six years ago. What are you going to have to pay for it now? Well, I looked on Amazon. There's no bargains for it on Amazon currently. $360 is is what I saw for it on there um, from a third-party seller, of course. Um, Unfortunately, and it looks like anywhere from $250 to $300 for a brand new one. Is what you're going to be expecting on eBay. Now, granted, eBay sellers got to make, they got to pay for the shipping, you know. And I'm I'm saying shipping total cost out the door. The shipping on the set would probably be close to thirty bucks. Um, plus, they got to pay all the eBay fees. So, if you found this in person, you know, I don't know where you would, but if you found this in person, you know, you might could get it for about two hundred new. But by the time the sellers pay for shipping and everything, they're wanting closer to three hundred. Um, uh, you can definitely find it pre-owned a bit less than that, you know, but it's still, it's over $200 even pre-owned. So, I don't know, if you were patient, you could probably get it for $250 new, but honestly, that's the very, very low end. <laughs> You're looking at $250 to $300 for this set new, and I said it already feels like it was a little bit overpriced at $130 when it came out, so obviously I, I cannot, from a purely... Joy of building it, number of pieces, volume of stuff. 
I cannot recommend this set for three hundred dollars. Um, I mean, good grief! The the huge Tower of Orthanc in the Lord of the Rings theme was one ninety nine when it came out. Granted, it's also retired and probably four hundred dollars. I don't know, but you know who you are. If you absolutely love the theme and you just missed out on this and you have the money to spend, if you like it at all from pictures, if you like it at all from what the box looks like, I think you're going to like it more in person. And I'll just leave it at that. I cannot recommend an 866-piece set, even with an awesome dragon, for double what it cost retail. When I I feel like the retail price was already about $10 or $15 too high. But I like it a lot. And if you like what you see in pictures, you're going to like it even more in person. It's a cool set. I like it so much more than I thought I was going to just based on before I built it. It was a fun build. There was nothing hard about the build, nothing complex, but it was fun. And I like the set a lot. Honestly, I don't remember. Have I been signing numbers to these reviews? I don't know. I'll just do what I want to do. And this time, I'm going to take into effect... If this cost $130 in 2014, I'm going to take that into effect with my score and say I would probably give this set an 8 out of 10. I still think it's that good. I think for $130, it should have been even more build up. Like the Forge maybe should have been even more build up. But it's going to get an 8 out of 10 because at the bottom line, it looks good. It's got fun play features and the dragon is awesome. So in other words, it pretty much did what it needed to do. And I have a feeling once I do finally build all of the Lord of the Ring, or sorry, all of the Hobbit sets, I have a funny feeling this might end up being my second favorite of the Hobbit sets behind Bag End, the Unexpected Gathering set. That one's still a masterpiece. Um, and it's gotten expensive, but if you're a diehard Tolkien fan, I'm probably going to review that set later, but I'm going to go and say now, so you can start looking for a better price. If you're a diehard Tolkien fan, I think you owe it to yourself to get that set, maybe. Um, if you only get one, let me just put it that way. If you only get one Hobbit set, get the Unexpected Gathering, Bag End. But this one is much better than I thought it was going to be, and I like it a lot, and I'm glad I built it. 8 out of 10. If the value were better, even when it came out, it would probably be a 9 out of 10. But that's it for Block Set Review. I have some surprises coming up, something to look forward to. Um, I've been talking about Lord of the Rings Lego sets, but I think before I review any of those, I've been in a real Lord of the Rings kick here lately. We just started rewatching them, the extended edition movies. And I went on a rabbit trail, a very weird, dark <laughs> rabbit trail. And I think I might have my first non Lego set review coming up. Um, maybe as the next episode. We'll see. Um, I think I'll leave it there, but just to say I got some odd Lord of the Ring building sets to review that are quite a bit older than the Lego Lord of the Ring sets. We'll just leave it at that. Until next time, this has been Block Set Review. Take care and have fun building. I'm sure that's somebody else's catchphrase. I don't, I don't know. We'll just go with that for now.